Three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome to Tea Tuesdays. I think that's what I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it Tea Tuesdays. Uh, this is when we go live every Tuesday. It varies from anywhere from 9 a.m. to maybe 1 p.m. Those are usually the times where I'm gonna go live. Just so y'all know. Um, after I do these lives, I definitely post them up on my podcast. You can always check out my podcast on the links in the link in my bio. It'll lead you to my Tumblr, The New Kale Times, which is my little play on the Times New Roman, not my, uh, my New York Times. It's my version of the New York Times where I'll be making updates of... Just everything I'm up to. Yeah, all my podcasts get thrown up there. Um, Apple Music, Spotify playlists that I do every month get thrown up there. Anytime I have a music release, it goes up there. Um, anytime that I decide I want to promote one of my friends' music videos or, thing, or things of the such, it goes up there. So my pod, you can find any episode of my podcast on that link or on Strange Lunch on all platforms. So you could find Strange Lunch on your Apple podcast app you can find it on anchor you can find it on spotify you can find it on the only place you probably can't find it is on soundcloud not fixing that there's plenty of places where you could check it out if soundcloud is the only place that you're willing to go to check out the podcast i'm sorry that's just i already do enough you can find it on youtube too on kale dad youtube <clears throat> which i might change the name but that's what it is going to be for now link in the bio for everything so, for tea today, um, I'm just kind of like filling it up a little bit. Nobody's um, entered the live just yet. But today, the type of tea that we're drinking is a hibiscus tea. I want to give a little bit of a... I'm just going to do a quick Google, take it with a grain of salt as, as always. But uh, from a quick Google search, hibiscus tea benefits have been known to prevent hypertension, lower blood pressure... Reduce blood sugar levels, keep your liver healthy, help with menstruation cramps, help with depression, aid digestion, help with weight management. It's rich in vitamin C, contains minerals such as flavonoids, and has laxative properties. So I guess be careful drinking too much. But it's tart, so it's delicious. Hola. Yeah, um, tea time. Every, tu every Tuesday from 9 a.m. to like 9 a.m.-ish. To 12 p.m. ish. That's when I do it. So um, cheers, bendita, bentina. Um, huh? What? No, you can say it. You're here. What's her name? I think it's Bettina. Bettina. Tea without caffeine. Well, hibiscus is really good, and I would say I like hibiscus. I like uh, chamomile tea for like calming effects. I like peppermint tea. When you don't want to be too calm, but you want to have like a positive attitude. I love peppermint tea. Peppermint might be like my second, my, my, that might be my first favorite tea. No caffeine. So it's hibiscus because I like the tart flavor. It's like nature's Kool-Aid. You I need did. a little water. It's yeah, a little too tart for me. Pass that. So, so, um, that's the tea. That is the tea. So um, now that we do have a couple people, um, the first thing I want to say is my heart goes out to the Parisians for the fire. Um, 
for the, um, you can check out the uh, peppermint is fire. Also, lemongrass. Lemongrass is also fire. Thank you, Aelia. Um, so my heart goes out to the Parisians for the fire of their Notre Dame church. Um, that's kind of crazy how it happened. More information later, I guess, as things start to unravel how it started. Um, and it's kind of crazy that it popped up in that way because this weekend I had like this big surge of like spiritual energy or like when I say spiritual energy, I mean just thoughts on spirituality were connecting because I thought it was Easter. So I was like, oh, let me look up something to talk about. I didn't want to talk about Jesus. I feel like everybody talk about Jesus. So I decided to look up uh, Thomas Aquinas and for what? That was an amazing experience this weekend, getting in touch with Thomas Aquinas again. I took a philosophy class once, and um, I understood certain things from it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. You know, priests not only talk about God and oh, make those like weird noises, but they're studying the science of things. They're studying geometry. They're trying to find God and all these things, but still being able to discover certain things. And um, as you guys know... From the videos that I've posted, if you guys are paying attention, um, Thomas Aquinas is this, um, he's considered the saint of teaching, the, pa the patron saint of teaching. And what he did for the church and for religion is um, he made them more open-minded. And I thought that that was an amazing story and I want to learn more about him because of that. Where he made an argument and he figured out a way to have reason and faith coexist and putting reason and faith together and having them kind of like in a compare contrast thing this weekend has really enlivened those two principles in me and I feel ready for a lot of things in this world and I just want to be able to give that out there you know give some of that because I think this is going to be leading to me making short YouTube videos on principles, things like logos, pathos, ethos, like persuasion principles, and really trying to put out like classic ideas that just don't go away, such as logos, pathos, and ethos. Uh, these are things that are in play in every single generation of our lives so i think it would be useful to make it relevant on a, in a day like today because not day like today but like during the times of today because we need to rely on our reason and our be ability to separate the wheat from chaff rather you know a lot of emotional arguments get made out in the world we make most of our decisions emotionally but it would be better if we you know rely on our reason a lot of the time but that's we put that aside for a little while. I leave that for when I make a specific YouTube video on it. Because this has become my new, like, passion. So, um, or at least my new hobby that, you know, little work, a little bit of work expands to bigger work. You know, you just got to continue planting the seed. And then after you do something, it starts to reveal what else you can do. You know, once that becomes old, because that's just the way your brain works, you know. It's, it can also work in the negative, which is something I, find, I found out with myself within the last, since January. There was something I was very nervous about in terms of my health, found out that it was nothing to worry about, but then after I cleared that, I started worrying about something else, and I'm just like, wait a second. 
it is in the nature for like if I keep digging back here, there's always something to fucking worry about. Push that aside. I'm following my curiosity now, and right now my two favorite principles are and that I'm working with is a uh, reason and faith. And the reason why Thomas Aquinas was so dope to learn about this weekend was kind of resolving that. He brought to the church the idea that people who don't necessarily believe in Christ or even have this idea, yeah, the, the mind does always find some, something to grab onto. Um, this, I, cause like, what I've been thinking about lately is just nurturing faith. How many people are taking about, talking about faith these days? And this is like a really big idea. I've been using this book called The Artist Way and it has God speak in it. Like, like it, it, it encourages you to, um, by the way, the pine cone, it's going to be, I think I want to make this the logo for the official Tuesday stuff, Pineal Glen things. Um, uh, da, 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 da. So the book encourages you to nurture your God concept. And I've been nurturing my God concept. What week are we in? We, we on week We're eight? We're on week eight. So we're on week eight. So eight weeks of working with the artist way and having the God concept like nurtured, I, I started to realize how powerful of a force it is and how everybody, this is my understanding, everybody has a God concept and everybody has a relationship to the God concept. Whether you reject it, whether you embrace it, whether you feel unworthy to it, whatever, you know, however you conceptualize that, has such a strong effect on your psyche, has a strong effect on how you move in this weird, random world that we live in. Like, if you've seen, uh, if you listen to my old podcast, The Blooming Buzzing Confusion, you know, that's how we navigate that. So I would probably say that the artist way and all these things that have been snowballing into ideas has made me want to share this, you know, reason and faith. So that's the faith part, you know, nurturing your God concept. What um the, the author, Julia Cameron, spoke about was the idea that your God concept, like if being that of the creator, you know, like how do you envision the creator? Is the creator on your side? Is the creator against you? You know, like, like these are very important things. And she encourages people who are on artistic recovery to to try to imagine try to imagine a god that is in your favor you know an abundant god that is trying to see you reach your highest potential and vis-a-vis through like higher principles and that's i'm adding that to the sauce where it's like okay you reach you find you discover these higher principles they become your friends your angels and it'll help you reach these higher frequencies and if you guys seen my post on frequency all of this stuff is going to get all of this stuff is going to get like um broken down piece by piece on youtube so it's cool and um Aelia, no problems um you can always catch this pod this this live on the podcast episodes um after the live is done i'm gonna strip it put the audio up and throw this the video up on youtube as well
By the way, if, you have, if anybody has tea by now, it's time to do the simultaneous sip. Three, two, one. Income key. All right. So the goal is 500 people strong on the live taking a sip of tea at the same time one day. All right. So um, that's a lot. You know, this is my first time trying to say all this all these things and you know what's crazy is that all these things that are happening with the church burning and stuff like that it's like as that is going down i'm stepping into some of the knowledge and things that christianity has brought which is wild because not only did i research um thomas aquinas during this weekend i also looked up dante's inferno which my uh my laptop just died that's okay so um i was gonna read the the part that i wanted to read about this but i was researching dante's inferno because that's something that i've always been curious about but the book is like this thick and i don't want to read it so um what i decided to do instead was look up a youtube video of somebody breaking down the story and giving me at least something to work with and that's the beauty of today you can go and look up things and listen to people break things down just a little bit for enough to to get you a little closer to these to these um higher ideas these ideas that you have to like sift you know the people who read books and are able to explain to you what the book is about are people essentially who are taking the time to go on an excavation to excavate and read and understand something extremely deep while also sacrificing their time here on earth. You know, this is what they rather do. They they rather go on an adventure, follow Dante down to the depths of hell through purgatory, all the way into paradise. And then the people who make YouTube videos of it are the amazing Indiana Jones of our time that bring these principles so that your common idiots, such as myself, <laughs> can become that much more enlightened on these ideas you know you just got to have a question it was one google away it's a team effort being human being especially in the age of the internet is a team effort and i want to emphasize that you know we're not here to be fighting we're here to figure out how to build bridges not burn them you know some people are addicted to bad as a form of love we need to figure out how to get love as a form of love for people. You dig? I don't know. So, yeah. So, on also on the weekend, after time, my, my time with Thomas Aquinas, I started uh, researching a little bit of Dante's Inferno. And I realized it's a book in three parts. And the, the book is called The Divine Comedy. So, the first part is Dante's Inferno. So the second part is Dante's Purgatorium. Purgatorium? purgatory it's purgatory so and then finally paradiso and that's the one that really inspired me and i realized yo we're always teaching the inferno because that's the great work and one thing i've noticed that the great work sometimes is just a catch that's what most people are interested in you know and that's the one that probably affects people the most um the bad people get attracted to the negativity and just like oh i want to avoid the bad or whatever whatever you know, but when I was reading Dante's Paradise, what I felt was inspiration. 
And I think that that's the purpose right there, where it's like he travels to all the planets. They, they use like eight planets or eight spheres of heaven to describe the different, the, the eight different types of people that can get into heaven, to paradise. And then after traveling through all eight spheres, be it the contemplators, be it the noble politicians, be it the, the lovers, be it the, the warriors, so on and so forth. At the end, you reach the Empyreon, which is God. And he uses symbolism because just you cannot, there's no other way to explain it, you know. So he explains it as a rose. And it being a rose is like one of the coolest things, which is like, oh, divine love. And it's just like, wow, like at the end of all of this is divine love. And it's our journey through that. And it goes back to the whole idea of a God concept and your relationship to it, you know. Um, so Dante's Inferno's Thomas Aquinas. So, yeah, like I'm starting to think about. And this was already something in my head in terms of even the brand that I'm doing with the father of the kale, kale dad, whatever stuff. The name is always changing because I'm always playing with words. Tomorrow's veggies on Twitter. Um, I'm thinking about the, the imagery being more alchemic and kind of like the stuff that you see in medieval times and stuff like that and kind of modernizing it a little bit because I feel like these principles are so timeless and that's what I kind of want to bring using my art and music. I can't wait till you guys hear Veggie's Money Weed. Like the the opening line is alchemic causing changes, meditating, seeing flavors. Like alchemic causing changes. Like that's crazy. Like, you know, the way you think is like that's your alchemy that's you turning thoughts into chemicals into your body manifesting real things so um i play a lot with that kind of ideas so we covered dante's inferno we covered we covered uh Notre dame we covered um thomas aquinas yeah so and we covered what i want to eventually end up doing with the youtube I want to say in the book artist way, like tuning yourself up to principles and figuring out how to work with them, I find has such a strong transformational um, effect on you. And the book, the artist way has these that I think that anybody can contemplate and work with. And I would suggest anybody getting this book. Hi, Susan gang. Um, let's see. So these things, recovering a sense of safety, a sense of identity, power, integrity, possibility, abundance, connection, strength, compassion, self-protection, autonomy, and faith. Like if you're able to harness these words, they're not just words. They're like, if you could think of emotions such as sad, frustrated, I like using the negative ones to kind of show contrast frustration, isolation, you know, all these things are words and ways of seeing the world, lenses that affect you. If you was to cultivate these other words, understand them and play with them and seek ways to harness their power because they're not just words. We, we don't just use words. Words are just like points, it's so weird. Like now that I'm seeing it more often and now that I'm working with them, it makes sense. 
cultivating a sense of safety makes you a little bit more secure and you can sit still and less anxiety. After you do that, you can harness your sense of identity. So then you understand, now you're starting to understand self and like what is and what isn't you. A sense of power. Then it's like now from that identity, you raise your your power from that. So like you're able to resist forces that try to take you out of your who you are, you know, or whatever it is. And a sense of integrity, staying true so you don't self-sabotage. A sense of possibility so that you know that there's things that you can do in life. A sense of possibility, you know. A sense of abundance. Not only knowing that there's possibilities, but the fact that there's like almost unlimited tools for you out here to get something done. A sense of connection so that you're not feeling isolated. A sense of strength. That's where we are this week. And I'll tell and I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with a little bit of this and what perspective that this chapter brought is amazing. A sense of compassion, you know, being okay with things. Um, and also understanding, being understanding. Uh self protection. It's kind of like power. I haven't been there, so I don't really know what that is yet. A sense of autonomy and a sense of faith. And it, and it's crazy that it ends at faith because faith has been the thing on my mind since I started this 12-week book. Um, cultivating it and understanding it. Remember with Thomas Aquinas, faith and reason. Those are two of the most powerful things. Like if you have faith that nature, the universe, and God is on your side... And then you also have the power of reasoning so that you are able to like, all right, you're not go so that like you're able to follow lines of logic. Like that sounds like you're freaking unstoppable because like a sense of faith, if you feel like the force, these higher forces are on your side, you would do more things. You would take leaps of faith, as they would say. And using your reason is what you use to make things actually happen. It's crazy. That's like alchemy. It's amazing. So, um, so this week... We're working on a sense of strength. And uh, what was it about a sense of strength that really blew my mind? Let me flip through it real quick. I hope I'm not talking too fast. Because by the time I put this up on a podcast, people are going to be... I obviously do not prepare for these lives. I'm just letting people come in and we talk. It is perspective. Um, Let me see. There was something that really, really affected me yesterday that I just thought was. Oh, right. Okay. I, I know what it's called, but uh, product and process. Yeah, it was the chapter of product and process. So the idea of product and process is, is that too many times a creative person will come up with so many excuses and even skip the steps, the daily steps that you need to make progress in your life. And she recommends that, yo, like if you're a writer, for example, and you can use this for anything, a dancer, you can talk about like podcasting, what I've done here, you know, everything starts with little steps towards what it is that you want to do. So um, we often we often already imagine the end part and we use that as an excuse that, oh, since we're not there and we don't have the materials that we need, um, we can't do what we want to do. But like, say you're a writer and you want to write a book. The book isn't written yet. And you use that as an excuse to not go and buy some paper, go and buy the pen, you know, go and get these little tiny tasks every single day, little by little. 
and you don't write every day, you know, like, oh, I don't have nothing to say. No, like part of the, what the artist way encourages you is to write three pages every day in the morning. Three pages, no matter what it says, do not even read it. Just get the first three pages out and little by little, you'll start following ideas. And I would say that 10 weeks, um, what, how many, what is it? Eight, eight, eight weeks so far? I keep forgetting. Our eighth week, yeah. So yeah, eight weeks in, I would say <laughs> my ideas have been like stacking together and I have been more creative. Um, you've seen the, 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 the quick progress that this page has even taken because I bought whiteboards, because a lot of the stuff that I've been working with has been opening up the little steps that change so many things. You know, we do live on Tuesdays because I'm organized now and I gave myself the tools to be organized. So it's things like that, like small little things you can do to support your vision. And it doesn't even have to be that much. It could be as simple as writing every day, at least three pages. It could be as simple as buying yourself a new pair of shoes that you need for the particular like ballet. Um, you know, it could be just reading one new article, buying a magazine in the field of whatever it is that you want to um, immerse yourself into. You know, we often underestimate those small little gains. So that is a sense of strength for this week. Yeah, super excited. I think I covered everything I wanted to. Um if you guys want, we could do questions. I know we have two people. We got Susan. We got Killing Care Bear. What's up? You guys, any guys got any questions? Anything that you would like to say? Anything you would like to tell the listeners? That would be awesome too, you know? Like, completely free moment for the end of this live. And if you guys missed the beginning of it, I'll repeat again. You can always check back on my podcast or my YouTube channel. It goes up on the YouTube channel after I record, and it also goes up in audio form on the podcast. So I will pause for questions or general things that you would like to say to the to, to other people. And uh, we're drinking tea, by the way. If I'm struggling to improve on a skill... Should I hire a tutor or instructor or go about it head on by myself? Uh, I would say hire the tutor, hire the instructor. Or like if you look at your phone, like YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. You know, I don't know exactly what specific skill you're talking about, but like I think that we have so much access to taking small steps towards building that skill that, um, you know, buy a book. There's, there's many ways. Books are tutors. Like what's inside of a book is a person's voice. That's somebody's voice. You have to like look at it as like when we're talking about Dante's Inferno. Dante wrote that decades ago and that's his voice. How to play an instrument. I've been getting at that a lot. I've actually, um, I've been talking to a couple people about doing uh, our lessons over FaceTime and... Whatever I can teach, and I'm thinking about doing a sliding scale from anywhere from $15 to 25 sliding scale, depending on how you feel, how useful it was, and what you can pay for an hour of my time, and I'll like craft a lesson.
I've been thinking about that. Creating that product. I've been getting a lot of people wanting to um, learn to play guitar. And that's my main instrument. Uh, for example, I've been really wanting to learn to play an instrument. So for an instrument, I would say a tutor. A tutor would definitely do it. Um, I, I'm self-taught. So like self-teaching... Uh, I'm self. I've done a couple things. I self-taught, and then I went and took a class. I, I, I did everything. I bought books. You know, like my journey of learning. It's been self-taught. Take this word, autodidact. Live by it, autodidact. And autodidact doesn't mean I just teach myself. It means that I am on the journey of learning, no matter how much. Because one thing also is like when you're looking for a mentor. Eventually, you have to kill the mentor. Like, eventually, you have to take what they tell you, but not do what they do. You know, you can't copy somebody else's thing. You need to find your own voice eventually. Um, so some people can teach you the basics, and they'll show you what they can do. But ultimately, you need to start working on your own voice. But essentially, you do want mentors. You want to learn from as many different places as you can. Um, I would say invest... In a tutor, ask. Uh, I would also say get some books, YouTube, a lot of things like that. Um, I'm offering, I'm looking to offer these at least guitar lessons. I can't do too much about piano. I could play a little piano and I understand a little bit of it, but I wouldn't be your guy for that. Um, I might talk to a friend about setting something up that could be cool for, for, for people online. Like if my business model works really well, um, I could talk to a homie. We should learn such skills based on the foundations in the field of interest has laid beforehand, like learning how to read sheet music first. Nah, not at all. You don't have to learn how to read sheet music. Like some people just learn by looking at the fingering. Like that's how Jimi Hendrix learned how to play guitar, you know? So just watching, hey, how'd you do that? Asking questions, you know? No, no, yeah, perfectly. It's cool. I understand the, that, that it's just a, an example. But this is just my perspective and point of view, you know? Um, I didn't learn sheet music till a little bit later. I learned guitar by through tablature, learning tabs. Tabs is just a, a little simpler way of understanding guitar chords and also YouTube videos. And then from there, just spending hours on my on my bedroom floor, falling asleep to playing notes. So like you know, sounding very, very bad and just trying to find my voice while doing it, you know, but I could break, you know, some people can help you break down very basic concepts such as scales and chords with guitars. I think with most things like piano, guitars, things like that, you want to learn scales and chords. When you're learning drums, you want to learn a little bit more rhythm. You want to want to know how you want to learn more sheet music stuff, like how rhythm works, like what, what what's timing. Um... But you don't necessarily need to know that all the time. I would say like learn a song. Through learning one song, you can learn how songs are are um, manifest in time. Because what it is, time is the frame, is the canvas. Time and silence is the canvas. And um, how you move through time is music. And... Uh, that sounds really abstract. It sounds kind of crazy, but it makes sense. <laughs> it um, makes perfect sense. So, yeah. 
I, I am going to start doing lessons. So I just have to start creating somewhat of a curriculum. If you want, you can hit me up in the DMs and tell me what exactly it is that you want to do. If it's guitar, I could do it. If it's piano, I probably can't. Um, what what about another skill that's less tactile, such as social skills, for example, negotiating or verb, verbal integration? Uh, I don't know what verbal integration is. I got to look that up, but I know negotiating, and I would recommend just one book on negotiating. This one book will teach you super strong um, principles in negotiation. I'm going to tell you right now. What time is it, Key? Um, one six. All right, we're almost done. This book, Never Split the Difference. This book got me, got people paying me $5 on top of their Uber ride just because, like, I use some of the techniques here. And it, it's not even, like, only for money. It's also just for really good uh, social skills. Negotiation is pretty... If you, if you understand anything about negotiation, everything is an exchange, energy exchange, attention exchange. You're negotiating for all of that. Learning some negotiation principles will help your social skills if you, if you notice it. And you need to, yeah. I'm going to do videos on all this stuff because I really, really love all these topics. Thank you for um, bringing them up. Verbal integration, I got to look into that. It's, it's like being able to introduce yourself and get into a social setting verbally. Knowing, I know some struggle to do with that with social anxiety. Oh, right here. Never split the difference. How to negotiate like your life depended on it by Chris Voss. This is the one book I would recommend on negotiation. On, You know, you could read other ones, but this is the one. When I say verbal, when when it comes to verbal integration, I guess you know, anxiety is a funny thing. We'll cover that on another day. Um, we gotta go because we gotta do a couple other things. We're we're about to to clear out. So um, thank you guys for showing up. The whole live is gonna be, yeah. yeah I, I'm gonna work on verbal. Um, verbal integration and I'm gonna see what I can come back with soon um, thank you for showing up for the live remember it's and I've advertised this a thousand times during this episode from anywhere from 9 a.m. or you could turn on your notifications for me um, anywhere from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'm gonna be doing tea time on Tuesdays and this is where we free talk about things. And maybe I'll come with some prepared things. Maybe I won't. Um, but what I will always have is something to drink in hand. And we're going to cheers it up one time. Um, you can catch the full episode on my YouTube channel or on my podcast app in maybe 20 minutes or so after this video ends when I upload it all. Thank you for coming. Uh... You guys have been amazing. Stay healthy. Keep it crunchy. Peace.